Good morning again. Y'all glad to be here? Amen. Amen. It's always good to be in the Lord's house. It is um, always good to see the Lord add to his kingdom. And we are grateful that he um, allows us to um, play a, a part in that. And I'm grateful for those that take advantage of the opportunities that um, God gives them. It is good to be here. Um, if you get your Bibles out this morning, um, we'll be in Exodus 20, but you probably don't need to turn there. You can turn to the Song of um, Solomon, the fourth chapter. We'll be over in 1 Corinthians a little bit later. But um, Exodus, the 20th chapter, it'll be pretty simple. So, um, you know, uh, we've been talking about um, God's commandments. And so I just have to start every week off with that reminder that um, the Ten Commandments, God's commandments, all of them, um, are for our good. Just, you know, we just got to make sure we understand there are fences to keep us from pain, not to keep us from fun. God placed them in our lives to prevent unnecessary pain because this world has its unfair share of pain, but sometimes we add to it. And so, um, you know, that's, that's the whole purpose of it. The seventh commandment against adultery shows us how to fully enjoy God's um, wedding gift, sex, to us. And so, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things that the sexual revolution of the 60s um, was supposed to bring real enlightenment and, and, and freedom from sexual hang-ups and barrels of fun. And instead, we got an AIDS epidemic. We got 38 um, um, sexually transmitted disease, diseases. Millions of innocent um, babies have been murdered. And um, countless homes have been destroyed. So there's got to be a better way than the way that the world decided um, was the way to, 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 to love. And, so, and there is. Exodus 20. I mean, in one short sentence, God tells us how to have fun. You know, and again, it, it says, thou shalt not commit adultery. You know, I mean, five little words. I mean, how much simpler could it get? But I mean, you know, as I told him, the problem I had this week was um, I really could have preached for about three hours. Now, I won't, but I mean, yeah, there's just that much to, to talk about when, um, when God's trying to protect us from, from ourselves. Um, the word adultery refers to um, sexual relationships outside with somebody other than your spouse. That, that's, that's, that's what it talks about. I mean, it's that simple. It says, you know, but like the word, like we talked about um, um, when we talk about thou shalt not kill, boy, that, if, you, if, you, if you keep it that limited, you got to look at the big picture. You want to look at the big picture of what God's really trying to tell us here. And God's principles apply to all um, relationships and all sexual relationships. And God's principle here applies to, um, to all people, to, to single people, to, to, to married people, to everybody. It's not limited. And so you got to get the big picture. And so, again, don't tune me out this week. Um, don't, don't tune me out and say, well, that's not an issue I've got. So I don't, look, look, we, we all need to hear what God, last time um, I addressed this issue, someone afterwards, um, they counted how many times I said the word sex. And so if y'all want to keep counts, you know, get your little scorecard out and, and, and check the little boxes. And one particular person told me they wanted to stop on the way home and buy a pack of cigarettes so he could have a smoke. And, you know, and so, but look, um, God talks about sex, so there's no reason that I shouldn't talk about sex. And so, you know, it, it's an appropriate subject um, for pastors. And I figured this, y'all probably rather me talk about sex than you would on um, tithing anyhow. So, you, you know, and, and, and so, you know. Um, I remember the dad, um, his eight-year-old boy came home from school and he asked me, he said, what did you learn in school today? And he says, oh, daddy, he said, we learned how to make babies. And the daddy, you know, stuttered for a minute and this is his eight-year-old. So he says, well, son, how do you make babies? 
He said, oh, it's easy. You drop the Y and add I-E-S. You know, it'll take some of y'all a minute to get that. But, but you know, there's certain subjects that we're scared of. And, you know, and, and at the end of the first date, the, the, the young man had taken his date home, and, and he decided to try for that important first kiss. And, and he, he leaned his hand up against the wall, and, you know, he, he's talking to his date. And he says, you know, he says, um, man, could, could, could I have a good night kiss? And she says, are you crazy? She says, my parents are home. And he says, oh, come on. He says, who's going to see us at this hour? She says, no. He says, you know, he says, please, you know, please. Can, can, she says, can you imagine what happens if we get caught? And he says, come on, they're all sleeping. And she says, it's too risky. And he says, but please, 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 I really like you. And she says, no, 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 I really like you too, but no. You know, and about that time, the porch light comes on and the door opens. And there is her sister standing there in her pajamas. And they're kind of surprised, and the sister says with a sleepy voice, Dad said it's okay, go ahead and give him a kiss. And if you won't, I will. And Dad says if need be, he'll come down and give him a kiss, but tell him whatever he does, take his hand off the intercom button. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's, you know, it's, it's, we ought to be laughing. It's a subject that we shouldn't be afraid of, folks. And, and so when we talk about it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, there was a time, there was a time in, in, in my life when um, kissing somebody on a date was a risky thing. I mean, that's just where it is. But now a couple jump into bed together, and if they don't do it on their first date, they'll surely do it by the time they're in a relationship. And, you, you know, and look, virgins are laughed at, and, and, and sex outside of marriage has become the norm, and parents sometimes feel uncomfortable talking about um to your children about sex, but I'm just here to tell you it's discussed everywhere else. It's on the internet. It's everywhere. So I, I just, in the strongest way, have to suggest that sex not be a dirty word in your house because, parents, if you don't have that conversation with your kids, somebody else will be glad to do it for you. And, and so that's the reality. It's not 1950. I mean, the reality is, folks, it's not even the year 2000 anymore. I mean, you know, the, the sexual revolution has affected our nation dramatically and things parents that never would have talked about to their kids and things even today that parents are scared to talk to their kids about are readily available um, on the Internet. And I promise you they're having those conversations with their friends at school. You know, and so understand that. I mean, 30 years ago, the pornography industry was a small little segment of the world, and, you know, it was kind of one of them back corner, dark, deep things. But um, um, in, in 2015, and that's the last year that, that I could find numbers, in 2015 year, if you had the revenue of Major League Baseball, Major League Basketball, Major League Football, and Major League Hockey, and combined them, the pornography pornography industry had a greater income it's a multi multi billion dollar industry our world has changed folks so let's talk about it i mean affairs i mean you know let's call it for what it is in 1999 cameron um barnes published a book and this was the title to the book having an affair how to manage every aspect of your extramarital relationship with passion discretion and dignity and the publisher on the inside cover, this is what it wrote. It says, it is a thoughtful, detailed discussion of every aspect of considering, preparing for, beginning, and to conducting a successfully and emotionally fulfilling extramarital affair. Listen to me, folks. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Sex outside of marriage, sex outside of God's guideline causes unnecessary pain. Thou shall not. 
I mean, God is clear on the subject. I mean, 10 years later, Judith Brandt wrote a book, The 50-Mile Rule, Your Guide to Infidelity and Extramarital Etiquette. And, and she was interviewed um, by, by one of the major newspapers, the Chicago Tribune. And, and in that interview, I just there was a couple quotes that just I, I just couldn't believe. And they asked her, say, you say in your book, don't feel guilty, but that doesn't seem realistic. And Miss Brand answered, she says, guilt is basically something built into our society to keep you in line. But if you're going about your business in a discreet way and you're continuing to take care of your wife and children, there's no reason to feel guilty. That's a lie, folks. That, that's a lie. That's a lie straight from Satan. I mean, look, the Holy Spirit resides in folk, inside of us as God's children, and the Holy Spirit convicts us, and that feeling is guilt often, folks. And it's because we know that we have sinned and we have done something outside of the will of God. And, and so that's nonsense. I mean, it, it just guilt is inner pain from God to keep us from unnecessary pain. So I... You know, according to interviews from divorced folks, um, of those who break up their marriage to marry someone else, 80%, 80% later say they were sorry and their first marriage was better than their second marriage. Of those that do marry their lover, which is only a small number, only 10% of those that break up a marriage to marry their lover, 73% of those marriages end in divorce. You know, um, so you got... 20 or 30% left, depending on how you count the numbers, less than half of that number say three years later that their new marriage was better than their old marriage. So what it tells us when you look at the numbers is only, there's only about a 12% chance that if you decide you're going to get divorced and marry somebody else, you're going to be happier in the second marriage than you were in the first. You know, the, the numbers are just staggering, folks. I mean, sex within marriage is holy. It's special. Don't cheapen it by um, taking it outside the confines of what God intended it to be. You know, years ago, um, and I love this because I, I just, there's certain things you can just picture, and I, I wish I'd have seen the interview, but Phyllis George interviewed Dallas quarterback Roger Staubach, and that'll tell some of y'all how old we are, and some of y'all won't have any idea who Roger was, but they, they interviewed Roger Staubach, and it was a dull interview until Phyllis asked Roger this question. She says, Roger, how do you feel when you compare yourself to Joe Namath, who is so sexually active and has a different woman on his arm every time we see him? Phyllis, Roger answered, I'm sure I'm just as sexually active as Joe. The difference is that all my activity is with one woman. Cha-ching. I mean, folks, that's the answer. Real, real, men, real men honor one woman. I, I, I mean, you know, sexual purity is important. It pleases God. Sex itself is sacred. Sexual immorality robs other, and sex outside of marriage is just point-blank dangerous. I, I mean, that's the reality. You know, you can take a lesson from turkeys. You know, you, you didn't think I'd talk about turkeys this morning, but, but you know, turkeys, male turkeys are called toms or gobblers, and, and, and um, they, they have a unique ability. When a, when a tom calls, all the hens in the area come to him. And they come to him. And so during the mating season in the spring, toms, they'll call all day long for potential mates. And there's an exception to that rule. The exception is, is if a tom already is with a hen, 95% of the time he will not leave that hen. He will not leave um, the, the lady he's looking at to go check out another lady that he hadn't seen yet. But there are exceptions. And, you know, and... and 
the Tom is wired that way, that, that he knows that, but there are exceptions. Every now and then a Tom will violate everything he knows to be true, and, and he just can't help himself, and he'll leave his hen. <laughs> well, the reality is most of the time he never comes home because the other one that was calling <laughs> is um, in reality a guy with a gun. You know, I'm telling you, sex outside of unmarriage will kill you. I mean, it, it just, it's that really, it, it, it's one of those things, and look, I understand you can say, well, I may escape um, STDs, and I may not get pregnant, and I may, um, you know, but look, you can't ex escape the psychological, physical, emotional, and spiritual damages that sex outside of marriage cause. I mean, five, five years ago, U.S. State reported 29% of sexually active girls say they're depressed all or most of the time, and that compares to their girls that aren't sexually active that say only 8% feel they're depressed. 17% of girls who've had intercourse have attempted suicide. That compares to less than 5% of those who haven't. Look, the numbers tell us that sex outside of marriage is deadly. It's harmful. It's against the plan of God. There's so many things that are, are, are myths that people have made up. And, and the term free sex is kind of a loose term, but it, it, it comes from the 60s, and then it um, kind of was reintroduced again back in, in, in the 90s. And you know, and, and somebody said this. It says, if you sow the seeds of free sex, you better pray for crop failure. You know, and, and so I'm just here to tell you um, that, that that term covers everything from um, the pornography in that industry to the adult businesses to um, legalized prostitution in the states where, where, where that's um, a venue. And so in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City decided they were going to do something about the, the free sex um, industry and their in their county, and so they decided to crack down on pornography and adult businesses. And over a three-year span, over a hundred adult businesses were shut down in Oklahoma City. Over a three-year span, in that same time span, that same three-year time period, um, the, the numbers of rape and um, female abuse dropped over 20 percent, and the divorce rate in Oklahoma City fell by 17 percent. At the same time, both of those numbers on a national level increased by over 20%. That's almost a 45% swing in numbers based on one, one issue. And so that tells me, and it tells you if we're going to be honest about it, there's a direct relationship between free sex and all kind of things that we don't want. And you can decide that living together and sleeping together and pornography and that it's okay to change God's standards for what he says about sex. Um, and none of that will promote things like rape and insects and sexual abuse and divorce, but you're kidding yourself. It's like saying we're going to lower the, the drinking age for drinking alcohol and then not expect the number of um, wrecks and injuries and, and alcohol-related events to, um, to go up. It, it, it just isn't going to happen, folks. I mean, yeah, we, you, you cannot celebrate on Facebook every time an unwed mother has a baby and, and have a revealing party to see if it's a boy or girl and have balloons and make a big party out of it and not expect to have more unwed mothers. It just doesn't work that way, folks. But that is what our society has done. Many of the consequences of a sexual relationship outside of guidelines, God's guidelines seem to have vanished. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of them that hadn't. There's a lot of them that had when, when, I, when I counsel people and I talk to people. I mean, you know, all the things that, that you know, but somehow our society has told us aren't true. I mean, emotional problems and unwanted pregnancy and regret and, 
And let me just tell you, you end up with a lot of kids born into those homes that you end up with emotionally disturbed children and, and the financial devastation it causes and sexually transmitted diseases. And, you know, all of those things are still real, folks. They haven't changed in our society. And that's before we get into where Satan gets his greatest joy because Satan understands the bondage of sin. Satan understands the reality of it. When you play around sexually, um, you leave pieces of your soul here and there and all around, and in the end, you lose. It's the reality of why God says, thou shall not. You know, God is simply trying to keep you from unnecessary pain. Uh, you know, it's not sexual freedom, um, you know, pays off in bondage and God's plan for, for sex creates intimacy and joy and happiness and liberates one when it's done in the confines that God intended. You know, there, there, there are so many myths, and, I, and I, I couldn't cover them all. I told them this morning that this was one of them weeks. The problem was I had way too much to say, not, you know, that sometimes you're trying, well, when I fill in the blanks, I promise that's not the problem on, on five words. I mean, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. I mean, you know, but, but Christians think that sex is dirty. We don't. That's a lie, folks. I mean, sex is one of the most powerful things God has created. God created sex, okay? God created sex. It was his idea all along. God didn't create man and woman, and then when he went to walk away, Tara says, what in the world are y'all doing? I mean, that's not the way it happened at all, folks. I mean, yeah, yeah. look, let me, let me just read something to you because sometimes reading is better. You have stolen my heart, my bride. You have stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes and with one jewel of your necklace. How delightful is your love, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine and the fragrance of your per perfume more than any spice. Your lips um, drop sweetness as the honeycomb, my bride. Milk and honey are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. You are a garden locked up, my bride. You are spring enclosed a sealed fountain. Now, folks, that's not a paragraph out of some novel that you shouldn't be reading. You know, that's straight from the Word of God. I mean, it's straight from the Word of God. And, and, and when you think about that, people say, no, wait, wait a second, preacher. I mean, what, what are you doing? You know, it, it just, do you understand this guy that's writing it? Solomon doesn't sound like, like Solomon may be the most unrepressed brother we've ever seen. I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound like somebody that, that, that thinks what he's about to do is dirty or, or, or shameful. It sounds like he's into it. You know, that's, that's the truth of what God says. You know, the other thing, Christians think that sex is only for having children. And, you know, if I had the little button from Family Feud, you know, when they get the wrong answer, you know, I, I'd like to hit it about now because that, that's not, you know, again, I just go back. I, I, let me just read you some things, you know. Now, about the question you ask in your letter, because there's so much um, sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should not deprive his wife of sexual intimacy, which is her right as a married woman, nor should the wife deprive her husband. You know, he says, oh, how delightful are you, my beloved, how pleasant for utter delight. You were tall and slim like a palm tree. Your breasts are like clusters of, of dates. I said, I climb up your palm tree and hold on to its branches. Now may your breasts be like grape clusters and the scent of your breath be like apples. May your kiss be as exciting as the best wine, smooth and sweet, gently flowing over my um, teeth. You know, now look, some of you, you, you know, you said, that's really in the Bible. Yeah, that's really in the Bible, folks. All of that comes straight out of the Bible. And, and so my, my, my promise is, is that I don't read this and hear Solomon saying, 
well, let's get this over with, honey, so the human race can continue. That, that's not what I read in any of this. You know, and so we've got to understand that he was doing what a righteous man does, and he was thinking what a righteous man thinks. I mean, it's what got sex is beautiful and a wonderful gift when, by God when used in the framework on that God intended. So what is the right framework? God established guidelines not because he's down on sex, but because God wants to keep us from unnecessary pain. The seventh command tells us that sexual purity is important. It pleases God, that, that, that sex is sacred, that sexual immorality robs others, and sex outside of marriage is not safe, it's dangerous. That's it, folks. There you have it. I mean, keep sex exclusively within the bonds of the marriage relationship, and you'll have a good time. You know, remember what God said when the beginning in Genesis? God created man and woman. <laughs> he created everything, knowing what man and woman were going to do. And what does he say? Not that it is good. It is very good. You know, I, I just, you know, sex is not some little dirty secret for married couples. And, and, you know, it just, marriage should be honored by everyone. And the marriage bed must be kept pure but sexually immoral people and adulterers will be judged by God. That's what he says. That's what he says, and we've got to make sure. Look, now notice God didn't say commitment here, because that's one of the things that, that, that has even aggravated me, made me mad in, in, in my lifetime. Even the people in the books that teach abstinence now say that, 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 that sex should be saved until you're in a committed relationship. That's hogwash, folks. <laughs> that, 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 there's no other way to put it. The one relationship that God considers committed enough to the awesome and powerful privilege of sex is marriage. It's not how committed you are. Well, we're going to get married. We're gonna, no, no, he doesn't say any of those things. He says, until you make the marriage commitment, until you're married, don't. Thou shall not. I mean, you know, sex has been divorced from marriage, and, and when sex is divorced from marriage, all you got left is technique. And, you know, if you don't believe me, just go to the checkout line in Walmart or, 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 or Walgreens or one of the other places and just scan the covers of so many of the magazines. And what does it tell you? You know, you, you, these are headlines off the covers of magazines. Men tell what they really love. Touch him here. Seven hot tricks to make him scream for mercy. If you go to the bookstore, I mean, there's a book that says How to Be a Great Lover. I mean, all those, you know why? And I believe this, folks, because according to the world, sex is nothing but technique. I mean, that, that's what it said. You know, yes, I'm saying that, that outside of marriage, sex doesn't satisfy. And I believe the world has proven it. If you don't believe me, ask me how many people you know that are having sex and still when you encounter them will tell you they're lonely, they're depressed, they're unhappy. You know, it's because they, they've taken what God intended to be a beautiful thing and abused it and used it. And so, you know, there's the, the, one of the commercials where the guy walks into the, to the window and sits on the, the gum and gets rammed by the buggy and he's in the airplane and he's getting kicked. And he said, well, look, I, I thought about that. And, you know, the reality is if you're into pain and, and shame and disappointment and loneliness, then you ought to get into sex without marriage because that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, I, I watched that commercial, I said, oh, that's stupid. Well, let me just tell you, folks, um, that's exactly what it says. If you're into shame and pain, cheat on your spouse. You know, I want you to view sex as God views sex. I mean, it, it, it's very wrong outside the right framework. 
but it is so very right inside God's framework. That's what God says. You know, it says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, and they are no longer two but one flesh. On June 6th of a couple of years ago, Doug White and his bride, um, Sylvia, um, were escorted to their fancy um, bridal suite at, at the motel in the wee hours of the morning. And, and, you know, when they opened the door, they, they saw a sofa and a chair and, and a table, but there was no bed. And then they realized that the, the, the sofa made into a bed. And so, you know, and so, you know, they, they spent the night and the next morning, um, the husband got up to go complain uh, about the, the room and you know and he went down there and says man he said the, the bed was lumpy he said the springs wasn't good he says you know he says for what we paid you could and the guy says well did you open the door he says the door so he went back up to the room and he got back in his room and it was a door but they thought it just went to a closet well when he opened up the room yeah there was the bedroom suite and they had champagne waiting on them and chocolates and um, um, at fruit. And I mean, everything. And it was like, you know, wow, I mean, you know, we blew that. Well, you know, I think some of us are saying we've blown it, folks. So, so some of us have blown it. Um, and, and we've been off God's path for so long that you're sitting there saying, you know, I'm dealing with um, the consequences big time. And you've got serious issues. And. You know, what am I supposed to do and what God's going to do? And I'm just here to tell you, folks, God's got a plan. God, God's got a plan. Nothing's caught God by surprise. And, you know, how do you get rid of the guilt and, and, and the regret? And, you know, let me just tell you, you can't go back and undo it. I, I know, I wish you wish you had the little rewind button, but you can't. You can't go back and undo it, but, but you can start over with God. You can start over with God right where you're at. So I, I just, again... Sometimes when I'm not sure exactly what to say, I just have this habit. I just go back and say what God says. So let me just again read a story from, from God. John, the 8th chapter, says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought him a woman caught in adultery, and when they had sent her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded that such a um, person be stoned. What do you say? They said this, testing him, that they might... Um, have something on which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin amongst you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, that's that guilt stuff, folks, went on one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And when Jesus was left alone and the woman was standing in the midst, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she says, No, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Look, no one may know, but God knows. You know, God, God, God knows. God saw you in the act of adultery. God saw you with that woman, with that man. And God still says the same thing. Go and sin no more. God saw you with your boyfriend. God saw you on prom night. God, God saw you on spring break. God saw you after you got divorced and just, you know, I, uh, God, get up. There's forgiveness. There's a fresh start. God loves you. And the good news is, even if you've already failed, 
in this area of life, in sexual purity, you can, you can be made whole. Because God, God desires. God wants you to invite him into your life and let him clean you from the inside out. God wants to make you whole. God wants to make you a brand new person. And for those that are having sex inside of God's framework, enjoy. You know, that's what God says about sex. You know, again, folks, I just, I have been amazed as I spent months prior to now reading and thinking about the Ten Commandments. And there was that moment when I first started, um, to think about, well, this is the things that we don't want to talk about because these are the thou shall not. These are the don't do things. These are the things we ought to be talking about, folks. Because God intended every one of the Ten Commandments for our good to keep us from unnecessary pain. And that tells me God loves me an awful lot. And God loves you an awful lot. God loves you. Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross of Calvary so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could be washed clean and made whole. But he won't force it on you. You're going to have to make that choice. You're going to have to choose to accept the gift that he gives you. And you're going to have to accept it on his terms. And his terms mean that you've got to be willing to say, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I can't save myself, but I'm putting my faith and my trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, that he gave his life, that he shed his blood so that I could have life. And I could be made not a better person, but I could be made a new creature in Christ. That's what he offers. So wherever you fall on the seventh command, let me tell you, the big issue is not where you've been. The big issue is where you're going to be and what part are you going to allow God to play in your life. God says sex is a gift that I've given to every married couple. And in those confines, it'll bring you the greatest joy you can expect. Outside those confines, it's going to bring you misery and peace, and possibly even death.